She's professing to love Johnny. She never loved Johnny. That bitch never loved Johnny. She was busy out fucking James Franco. You know, that, that also came to light. You see, like, video evidence of James Franco sneaking into a fucking, you know, Harry from Spider-Man. You see him sneaking into the elevator, you know. Head down, you know. And then some other, you know, Amber Heard-looking morsel, you know, sidles up next to him. And it was, everybody knew it. She was fucking James Franco. She was fucking Eddie, Eddie Redmayne, whoever the fuck that guy is. You know, and then she's got that musk on her. She's still got that musk on her, you know. She's been rooting around with Elon Musk as well. And, hey, I love me my Elon Musk. But what he did to my Johnny, that's my Johnny. You know, I take, I take exception to few things in life as a comedian, performer, fucking washed up drunk hack myself. There's not much that really gets my gizzard these days. But when it comes to my Johnny, that's my Johnny. The gall, the sheer gall of that woman. You know? Like, they're trying to silence comedy, attacking comedians on stage, and the more you look in society, it's being overrun and overwrought with this fake, phony, baloney sense of humor, like a fucking canned soundtrack. People just gawking and guffawing and guffing and gacking about the most tepid, lukewarm, pointless, mumbo-jumbo statements. Not even jokes, just straight-up statements. And they (laughs) throw their heads back like hyenas, just laughing. Type of shit that makes you sick to your stomach. That is if you're a comedian or if you're enjoying of comedy, such as myself. This is an article from cp24.com. Senseless act of violence. Man was murdered over a chain around his neck, police say. Howdy, folks. Hallelujah. Gonna stick it to ya. It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramcharan. Reporting live for duty on this magnificent May 15th in the year of our Lord. 2022. Welcome and bienvenue to Jonathan Ramcharan, the podcast. Oh, hey, folks. How you doing? If you're new to the program, Jonathan Ramcharan, the podcast, this is a show where I bitch, whine, squawk, bellyache, and kibitz about myself in order to relate to y'all self, y'all the dear listener, y'all the dear viewer. Shared experiences, kindred souls, BFFs forever. I can't even hide my contempt anymore. I'm begging for your mercy. Love me. (laughs) You know how it is when you got to sing for your supper, you know? Customer's always right. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, whatever the fuck, you know? Kiss my ass. Um, With respect. The show is available on (coughs) Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, YouTube, my own website, Jeanathan. Dash Ramcharan.com. 
And as always, folks, if you're enjoying the show, getting some laughs, chuckles, gags, guffaws, chortles, please, would you help my black ass out? Share me with a friend. Sharing's caring, folks. You know what truly is. Yep. Telling you, boy, when you get squawking under them lights, boy, summertime gets hot. So we're going to jump right into it today. In saying this, I'm a Christian man. I'm a Christian man, and I strive to walk that road of Christ do unto others as you will have done unto you, yourself, or herself, or whatever, the self, thyself. Christian man, trying to walk that road less traveled, so to speak. Lord knows I've had my challenges and I've made my mistakes. And mine is a religion of forgiveness, to forgive, to turn the other cheek, judge not yet or least or at least you, ye, yeezy, yea, you be judged. Judge not lest you be judged. I'm into forgiveness I'm into turning the other cheek. I'm into doing unto others as I would like done unto myself. I'm a, I'm a Christian man. I'm in a religion of forgiveness. My faith, my outlook is one of forgiveness. But Amber Heard, I'll never forgive that bitch for what you did to my Johnny. Never forgive that bitch for what she did to my Johnny. Amber Heard. Amber, who's heard of you? Heard? You've been watching the trial, haven't you? I have. Never forgive her for what she did to my Johnny. That's my Johnny. He's my Johnny. You know? Johnny Depp. He's like public domain. Killing it for like 35 years. Edward Scissorhands. Um, what's eating Gilbert Grape? Donnie Brasco. Blow from hell. You know? Black Mass. Fucking Jack Sparrow. Captain C. Captain Jack Sparrow. You know, he's bumbling around like fucking James Stewart or whatever. Richard, Richard Bronson. Branson. Keith Richards. You know, stumbling around, all drunk like a pirate, Keith Richards style, Pirates of the Caribbean. Fantastic. Only saw the first one. You know, it's like, you watch the first movie, Pirates of the Caribbean, and you're like, how come there's no black people in a movie called Pirates of the Caribbean? Struck me as odd. I think there was like one black guy. They made him walk the plank. Shiver me timbers, matey. So after that, I was like, yo, fuck this franchise, and I was out. But like... Still, he's my darling, Johnny Depp. He's my Johnny. He, she had no right doing that to my Johnny. I'll never forgive that bitch. 
I've been watching the trial, boy. I've been watching. Eyes wide open. Now as a preface. This is purely my opinion. I wasn't there. I didn't see nothing. I don't know nothing. Other than that's my Johnny. Ed Wood. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Ninth Gate. It's my Johnny. 25 Jump Street or whatever the hell. 24 Jump Street. Never watched it, but, you know, it's my Johnny. 35 plus years in the business. You know, being taken out by that Jezebel makes you sick to your stomach. She lying, boy. She a liar. Fucking Pinocchio. Pinocchiette. Oh, I've been watching the trial, boy. Now, I will... You know, I mean... Okay, so the trial so far, it's opened up. It's been going on for like four weeks now or something. I don't know. It's been on for a minute. As much as I do love Johnny, can it with the fucking Oshkosh Bagosh routine, you know? He's on the stand talking about his childhood. My, my, my mother, uh, uh, growing up in K- K- Kentucky, it, it was a really troublesome environment. You never know what mood she'd come home in. And I learned to fucking mumble, spit it out, Junior. All right, what the hell happened? Is this bitch crazy or what? You know, it's like pulling teeth with Johnny Depp on the stand. We get it with the humble mumble pie fucking routine. You're such a down-to-earth actor. All right, we get it, buddy. Knock it off with the Oshkosh Bagosh routine. You know, tell me about this fucking nutcase. All right? Did she fucking shit in your bed or not? I seen Edward Scissorhands. You're a phenomenal actor, all right? Don't give me this fucking stuttery, stammering Stanley routine. Driving me nuts. Can't get a fucking straight word out of this guy. Granted, he's up against some tough competition. That fucking rotten born. Uh, the lawyer, Amber Heard's lawyer. Rotten born. <laughs> what a name for a lawyer. Rotten born. I was born rotten, you rotten burger, you know, you know, objection, objection, every fucking two minutes, uh, 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 I was, um, uh, 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 changing my underwear, objection, would you let the man talk, you know, so you, you kind of have to cut him a little slack with the mumbo jumbo stuttering Stanley routine, Amber Heard's fucking lawyer is always piping up. Objection, objection, objection. But you know, Johnny, you know, breaks your heart. You know, he spins this story of growing up just a young farm boy or whatever the fuck, Kentucky. You know, he's working the Kentucky Derby and coming up, you know, just, you know, Country poor, you know, just barefoot, overalls, blowing on a fucking whiskey jug for a little entertainment on the weekends, you know, just humble pie, right? 
And then he rises to become like one of the greatest actors of his generation. You know? Crazy mother. The verbal abuse. The violence. Smacking his father around. Yelling, screaming, bitching, moaning. Breaks your heart. So, you know, no wonder he gets entangled with that succubus, Amber Heard. You know, it's a little bit of that Freudian slip. A little bit of that Freudian psychology. You know, gets shacked up with a woman just like his crazy old mother. You know? Amber Heard. You know? She's professing to love Johnny. She never loved Johnny. That bitch never loved Johnny. She was busy out fucking James Franco. You know, that that also came to light. You see, like, video evidence of James Franco sneaking into a fucking, you know, Harry from Spider-Man. You see him sneaking into the elevator, you know. Head down, you know. And then some other, you know, Amber Heard-looking morsel, you know, sidles up next to him. And it was, everybody knew it. She was fucking James Franco. She was fucking Eddie Eddie Redmayne, whoever the fuck that guy is. You know, and then she's got that musk on her. She's still got that musk on her, you know. She's been rooting around with Elon Musk as well. And, hey, I love me my Elon Musk. But what he did to my Johnny? That's my Johnny. You know, I take, I take exception to few things in life as a comedian, performer, fucking washed up drunk hack myself there's not much that really gets my gizzard these days but when it comes to my johnny that's my johnny the gall the sheer gall of that woman you know but then again from the amber heard perspective breaks your heart you know, I saw her on the witness stand as well. Cabelliacan, bitchin' and kabikin, you know. She as well came up as a slice of American pie. Little humble country girl. You know, barefoot, working class, southern belle from Texas. Dreams of becoming an actress, you know. She says she works her butt off, but I mean, give me a fucking break. You know how it is. You know, we all do the same shit. You you go out and you try to live a life. Wah, wah, wah. What do you want, a fucking Academy Award? I guess she probably does, and so would I. But, I mean, newsflash, Amber. Everybody works. Nobody cares. So, anyway, she's up there spin, spinning this fucking, oh, she worked hard, she did this, she did that, no, no, no. But then the humanity does come out a little bit, you know. She, she's just this country bumpkin. She wants to be an actress. She uh, She's into poetry and, you know, and through her own merit, she kind of comes up in the biz and slowly but surely she starts gaining some entryway into the world of showbiz, Hollywood. She gets... Booked in the Rum Diaries, the film that Johnny, my Johnny, by the way, Johnny Depp produced, 
And uh, I think he produced it. And I don't know. He had like a major part in it. You know? It was geared around his late friend, Hunter S. Thompson. You know? Breaks your heart, you know? I mean, she had her dreams as well. You know, she's a human being as well. And, you know, from one actor to another actor, you know, it's like, I, I get it, you know? You got caught up in the whirlwind of showbiz. You had your dreams. You had your sensitivities. You had your artistry. And you were just trying to bring it to bloom. Trying to bring it to blossom, to fruition. I ain't mad at you, you know, for that. But when it comes to my Johnny, that's my Johnny. And that's where I, all bets are off. She recounts her first attack. Somebody's obviously lying, by the way, 100%. Because the case is on like, um, you know, Johnny Depp is suing Amber Heard for $50 million from a defamation lawsuit because she posted an opinion article in some newspaper about being a survivor of domestic violence. And that, in turn, put a sour note on the old Johnny Depp train. He's getting dropped from films, studio films. He's not making the big bucks like he used to, you know? So, somebody's obviously lying. Because in Johnny Depp's version of accounts... He never so much as laid a hand on Amber Heard physically. The most he attested to was a, you know, like a, a, a restraint. Like I think he had mentioned at one point she'd be flailing all on him and shit, just swinging wildly. He might grab her hands to like, you know, Restraint, like self-defense, basically, to restrain her in self-defense. So that way he could retreat to the bathroom. Like, apparently he was always hiding in the bathroom. But, I mean, you know, he's always in there anyways, you know, getting his hair done, gacking up lines of coke, you know. Hey, who's judging, Johnny? You know. Been there, done that myself. But, you know, he's always in the bathroom, gacking up a line of coke, hiding from fucking Amber Heard's harangment. Right? So, you know, he's saying that he's never even laid a hand on her. She's saying there were multiple occasions of her being beaten by Johnny Depp. So it's like a complete, somebody's obviously lying. Her account of the first time Johnny Depp struck her. You know, um, first of all, she tries to talk with that, ugh. She tries to talk with like a deep tone of a voice, you know, makes you sick to your stomach. You're not fooling me, princess. You're a woman, or at least you're alleged to be. Or like, stop trying to talk in a deep baritone, all right? She's like, um, yeah, no, no, but it's like, she, what? You have a deeper voice than me? Like, knock it off. A lot of women are like trying to tone their voice down to try to sound more business and man. Give it a break, honey, all right? Anyway, you know, her speaking voice, she's just like, um, I was, um, uh, you know, sitting on the couch and Johnny Depp was like, I think he was snorting coke. 
Anyway, uh, he's uh, sitting on the couch, and I notice a tattoo on his back that says Wino, or it just says something. I'm like, what does it say? And he's like, Wino, Wino. And then I laughed, and then he slapped me. And then I just stared at him. And I thought it was a joke, so I started laughing. <laughs> then he slapped me again, and he goes, What? What? You think you're funny? You funny bitch? Huh? You think this is funny bitch? Huh? You think this is funny bitch? And then, then he slapped me again. He slapped me three times, and I didn't know what to do, but I, I just looked him in the eye. I just looked him in the eye and I stared at him to let him know that was my way of defending myself. And I stared at him. No. That's where she lost me. Again, this is all my opinion, my conjecture. I've never been there, obviously. But, um, come on. Johnny Depp winds up and slaps her three fucking times. Not once did it hurt. Not once did it make her fall to the, you know, she just stared him in the eye resolutely as the strong woman with the baritone voice that she is in her little suit jacket. The bitch had the gall to sue Johnny Depp and then fucking show up to fucking court in his wardrobe. She's sitting there in a fucking tux looking just like Depp, you know, talk about codependency. You even have to wear his clothes too. So... You know, she's sitting there in her baritone voice and her soprano, baritone soprano. Uh, uh, I just stared at him after he slapped me in the face three times and it didn't even hurt. Okay. Delusional. And she's, and then then she tries to spin it to give it that dramatic flair. And then I ended up on the floor and my head was on the carpet. And I, I could only think to myself, how did I end up on this carpet, this dirty carpet? And she would know something about carpets, you know. Carpet muncher. You know? The whole thing just reeked of being contrived, fictitious, and just a fabrication. A blotch on my Johnny's sterling reputation. She never got mixed up with that fucking Jezebel. You know, she don't know what she is. Mixed up fucking, you know, she's into dicks. She's into pussy. She's a lesbian, smesbian, bi, straight. She don't know what the hell she is. Then she has the nerve to be making accusations against my Johnny. I don't know. Hit me up. jr.thepodcast at gmail.com What do you think about this little situation? I don't really know. Wasn't there. But, I mean, I listened to the Amber Heard account. I listened to the Johnny Depp account. Johnny Depp, yeah, I guess he went through his problems. He was, uh, you know, hitting that hooch, you know, riding the lightning, snorting that coke, drinking them spitzers and drinking them wine, 
jugs and snorting them lines, son. He was doing all that. He was no doubt probably a strange option for like a, I guess she was like 22, 23 when they first got together. He was like 42 or something, or he was like early to mid 40s. He was like 20 years older than her. So I guess, you know, some actor with a substance abuse problem probably not the greatest match for a young starlet wanting to walk the red carpet for the first time i mean he been banging them out going through them fucking hussies since the fucking 80s or something 90s at least you know been there done that johnny depp's been doing that shit he ain't into that game so i guess it was kind of an odd matchup to begin with but um you know Breaks your heart. Absolutely breaks your heart. Because I I see it this way, in my opinion. Yes, Johnny Depp must have been hell on wheels to deal with in his own rendition. That's the way he dealt with his life at the time. He part, partook in some substances. Though, that does not make him a wife beater. Amber Heard is obviously lying. She seemed like a star chaser, star fucker, bouncing from one A-lister to the next. Um, from all accounts, the people around her, I mean, character witnesses, I mean, she's just a nightmare person, angry, yelling, swearing, condescending, erratic, emotionally erratic. Um, I think she just got swept up in her ambition, you know? I mean, she tried to paint this picture of how hard she worked and diddly-dum, diddly-do. I mean, she was a good-looking piece that was ambitious, that kind of used it to her advantage, you know? The whole lesbian thing gave me a fucking break. Is there any better way for a good-looking woman to gain even more attention than, oh, by the way, I'm a lesbian. Oh, my God. These fucking eggheads fall for it every time. Oh, my God. Nothing between the ears, you know, but, uh, you know, plenty of eye candy to keep an idiot enthralled. Not to say I wasn't quite taken back the first time I seen her. I saw her in the rum diary. I mean, you know, she's a good-looking woman. But I ain't no dummy. She came knocking at my door. I look, bitch, you're crazy. Gone with you. Beat it. I know plum crazy when I see it, you know? So, um, you know, yeah, like Johnny must have been mixed up at that time and the relationship sounded like it started on rocky terms anyway. But, you know, she just seems like a liar and a fucking star fucker and a clout chaser. And... Yeah. So, you know, again, hit me up. jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Like, what are your thoughts? And um, we shall soon see.
the resolution. But I'll never forgive that bitch for what she did to my Johnny. She broke my heart forever. I'm scared of her. You know? She is not welcome within 10 yards of me. That is unless, um, you know, uh, there's a premiere and a movie contract. Uh, you know, aren't we all just star fuckers? Like this Amber Heard character? Anyway. Look at this. This has been an ongoing thing I've been talking about on JR the Page, on the Ranch, on the podcast. Um, there's a lot of violence going on in this post pandemic world. I don't know if it's been heightened due to pandemic. It's obvious that there's always been hatred and violence in our society to begin with. Last few episodes I've been talking about just some of the craziness happening at home for me. I live in Toronto, Canada. And um, it's quite unusual for so much gun violence and just strings of it. You know? I mean, it does occur, but I mean, it just seems like it's more rampant these days. Here's the latest. This is an article from CP24.com. Senseless act of violence. Man was murdered over a chain around his neck, police say. Police have made an arrest in the murder of a 36-year-old Ajax man who they say was senselessly shot in a Scarborough Plaza parking lot early Saturday morning over a chain that he was wearing around his neck. Investigators say that the victim, identified as Peter Oscar Kahn, Peter Oscar Kahn, was in a parking lot at the rear of a plaza near Shepherd and Morningside Avenues at around 3 a.m. On Saturday, when the suspect approached him, ripped a chain off his neck at gunpoint and shot him. Pause. So, the alleged suspect had already gotten the chain. It was already a robbery. It was completed. Yet he chose to shoot the man dead, on top of which. Police allege that the suspect casually walked away from the scene after the shooting, but soon found another victim in the parking lot who was also wearing a chain. It is alleged that the suspect shot the victim as well and made off with the jewelry, jewelry, ultimately getting into a vehicle and driving away. Both men were rushed to hospital after the shootings. Khan was pronounced dead shortly after arrival, while the other victim was treated for non-life-threatening injuries and released. Police say the investigators have since determined that the same suspect is also responsible for a third chain-rip robbery committed at Kennedy and Ellesmere Roads, Roads around area about 90 minutes prior to the shootings. There were no injuries reported as a result of that robbery. This was a very tragic incident, a senseless act of violence, Detective Sergeant Tiffany Castell told reporters during a press conference on Wednesday morning. The 
to have three robberies individuals held at gunpoint happen in the span of 90 minutes and to have someone lose their life so senselessly is really devastating and I'm just thankful we are able to bring to a successful conclusion in the sense that we are able to seek justice. But that doesn't bring back Mr. Khan back and that doesn't bring any comfort to the community in the sense that they love that they had lost someone they loved very much. The suspect has been identified by police as 27-year-old Jovan Waldron. The investigation is ongoing. They have the suspect in custody. Man was killed for a chain, chain necklace. There's a picture of the suspect. He looks just ass crazy. Just that fucking glint in the eye and just evil. I guess the only thing I can say and what I was thinking as I was reading. We're in these times right now of a lot of heightened emotion, a lot of drama and problems we've already been through. There are escalating tensions around the world. Damned if you do, damned if you don't, is it, isn't it? The main thing is we need to come back to a sense of calm, reason, rationality. Drop the anger and focus on ourselves. I mean, just a senseless killing over a chain. What, you can't get a job, save up a couple hundred bucks and go out and buy your own chain necklace? can't go buy a cheap knockoff one just to feel like you're somebody go buy a cheap stainless steel chain necklace you're gonna kill somebody over a piece of junk just a you're gonna kill somebody over a material object we need to calm down come back to a sense of rationality and focus on ourselves and I guess the more everyone can keep that in mind and instill that within they can instill it without you know your actions are noticed by others if you can have that sense of calm and resilience and a level head right I don't know what else we can do. I don't know how else we get through to people that nothing anybody does or says to you is about you. It's about them. So no one can make you do anything that you're not willing to overreact to. You are responsible for you. They are responsible for them. Two separate things. And when you step into somebody else's world, it is such a wrong thing to do. Stay in your lane. Mind your own business. This murder suspect ruined a life. 
injured others. You know, this was like one robbery in a series of robberies. So he'd already shot and wounded another person. He was out robbing people, injuring people. He killed this man, this 36-year-old man, for his chain. The hurt, the pain that he caused to that man's friends, friends and family. The wasted life. And on top of which, he has now wasted his life. If it is true that he is the one and he's convicted, he has now just wasted his own life at 27 years of age. He'll be going to jail forever, indefinitely. Over a chain necklace. So... It's definitely not normal these times and these things that we're seeing and we need to kind of come back to a sense of rationality. Hallelujah. So there you have it, folks. That's my little take on that situation. Quick sip of water, balls. Don't mind me, balls. Yeah. Well, this is a shameless transaction. Transition. Shameless. But, you know, the world moves on. As you may or may not know, I am an actor extraordinaire. Performer of the bone, ladies and gentlemen, and damn proud of it. Um, Right now, at the moment, it's actually quite a momentous moment in my career. Um... If you've been following along the journey of Jonathan Remington, the podcast, um, suffice to say, I've been working at it, been banging away at it, at this acting career, and um, it hasn't always been easy. There's been challenges. I recently um, came off of a project that I wrote, produced, and performed myself, and um, that was an achievement. And where I'm sitting today is I am now at the crossroads of another momentous moment in my acting, performing career. (coughs) Yes. At the crossroads of another momentous moment in my acting, performing career. Um... If you can relate to your career, the times in which you really had to step out on a ledge, you know, take that leap of faith and um, go after things. Um, They are really quite interesting to reflect on because it's like, well, what would have happened if I had... I don't really play the shoulda, woulda, coulda, who, woulda, woulda game, but it is kind of... Every now and then I do think, like right now, Every, like this is like the first time I've ever really thought about this. I didn't really even know I was going to say this till I said it. But what would have happened had I never pursued my drive to be an actor? What would have happened if I just fuck it? It's an insurmountable task. I cannot achieve. Fuck it. Just lay down on it. Even though, as you can well tell, I'm a very talented performer. 
I mean, it don't take a fucking genius, rocket scientist, to see that, you know? No, I don't have a multi-million dollar studio budget film behind me and throngs of fans and screaming fangirls and fanboys and, you know, followers and viewers galore on my social media. But what y'all may or may not know is, hey, this is a business. Nothing's just handed to you. It's a business like any business. People aren't like, oh, he's such a nice guy or whatever. Let's get like they, they may say that to 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 feign a sense of humility and blah, 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 because that seems to be more appealing to people. But at the end of the day, it's a business. That favorite restaurant of yours in your neighborhood, they're a business. You know the restaurant, right? I'm talking about your personal favorite restaurant in your personal neighborhood. You know, right? What, you think they're there because the bank thinks they're just such great people. They're just such great people with great recipes. And we have to make their business a success because they're just so good. Hey, none of that fucking matters. They found a way to get to the business. And they found a way to make it work for them. And that's all it's about. It's a business. Very much like the same for an actor. Fuck how cute and charismatic you are. It's a business. What are you doing for yourself? How are you putting yourself forward? And also, who do you know and who knows of you? You could have the greatest product, but you can't sell it in a dungeon. You have to get out to the people. Correct? And that itself is a business. That in itself is a form of social media and and campaigning and, in a sense, propaganda. Not that I'm a mental patient that way, who, but I mean, come on. You ever be watching a film and be like, yo, how come this bozo fucking... Cl- I've seen this guy in so many things. Where the fuck... What's this guy? Again? This guy sucks. This guy fucking blows. What's he... Again? Hey. Tomato, tomato. People have their tastes. But again, it's a business. It's not entirely dependent upon talent. It's also dependent upon how you play the business. Not that I'm jealous or bitter or anything. So what I'm saying is, um, you know, in all of that, like any business, in my performing, I am coming up to this momentous moment. And I've faced many, like, um, you know, Pursuing my drive to be an actor, relocating from a different city to another, um, taking the chance to turn a dream into a reality, when I could have just did nothing, and I've been walking that road for 
like 20 years now. And, um, you know, hey, like everybody, I've had my fuck ups, <laughs> obviously. And um, I don't know. On the eve of this momentous moment, as I drip with sweat in the middle of May, I really shouldn't be wearing a fucking flannel shirt with a fucking toque. What the hell was I thinking? Lights beaming down on me. But, um, it's a great enthusiasm and challenge that I'm met with. And I feel, I'm feeling that hip hop, punk rock spirit of just, hey man, this is what I do. And, you know, I ain't fucking bulletproof. You know, I ain't everybody's cup of tea. You know, I I get a lot of... Actually, oddly enough, for as obscure as I am, um, I do get some feedback. And a lot of it's good. But then again, a lot of it's bad. And a lot of it's bad from, like, people I know. That's the funny thing. All the bad feedback seems to come from people I know. Just, like, negative Nellies and naysayers. But then, like, the, that's what keeps me going because it's like, well, when I'm doing my ting, people seem to enjoy it. But when I do get negative criticism, it's always from some fucking low-life person that I used to know or some jealous fucking person or something. And I get it. You know, people get angry and they fixate on people and they, oh, why them, not me, and the jealousy and the envy and the whatever. I mean... That's the nature of it. I mean, for as little as I apparently have in showbiz, I got people jealous of me for the fact that I'm even doing something. How dare you do something when I have nothing? Or some people's attitude, right? Misery loves company. They would rather see me miserable like them than stand up and be myself and assert myself. I mean, I was never a fucking... I didn't have any connections or any particular social grace to begin with. I've always been kind of a buffoon, a loudmouth, uh, myself, striving to do the best I can. Never had no help from nobody, and so what the fuck? You mad because I do something for myself? And one really good positive thing I'm going to take away from this is that little rant that I just did. That's probably the most, the most in depth I've went on the subject of like haters and negativity and performing. It's probably the most in depth I've went on it in like the past four years of podcasting. Three, four, five, whatever fucking years of podcasting. Don't really get into it that much. Because it's just a negative thing. You know? So suffice to say, I am very happy at this momentous moment in my career. Got a little bit of that hip-hop, punk rock vibe going on. Standing the test of time. Up for a new challenge. 
all's well. Hallelujah. So there you have it, folks. Jonathan Ramcharan, actor extraordinaire. I am also a stand-up comedian extraordinaire. This has just been ambushed to dog dick death, talked about, squawked about, and I'm just going to quickly spit it and get the fuck out of here. Sometimes that's how it is as a comic, you know, like, you just want to spit it and get the fuck out of there, you know? It's like, when you're really on the grind and you're going from set to set to set and from fucking shit show venue to shit show venue, sometimes you just want to get on stage, spit it, and get the fuck out the back door, right? Well, that's how I'm going to do this little segment here. I'm going to spit it and get the fuck out. I'm done for the day. Thank you for tuning in, folks. Um, comedy seems to be under attack. I mean, seems so, you know? I mean, our most prominent comedian, well, two of our most prominent comedians were just flat-out attacked at high-profile gigs as of late. The first, obviously, being um, Chris Rock, slapped by, crazily enough, legendary actor as well, uh, Will Smith. That was the first of it at the Oscars. Have you heard of it? Then recently enough, we have this Dave Chappelle situation. He's doing the Netflix is a joke festival, I believe. And some fucking mental patient fanboy or trans woman or whatever the fuck it was comes flying out of the audience and attempts to tackle him. And it was it's kind of like a semi tackle. Cause Dave kind of sidestepped it a bit and it was kind of like he got he kind of got grazed and dragged halfway to the floor. It wasn't a completed tackle. It was kind of botched. And then this fucking attacker just got stomped, just fucking skull fucked. I mean, kind of a hey, yo, he had a replica gun with him too. He had like a fake replica gun and a knife. So at that point, number one, the the tackle was out of place. And number two, with a with a concealed weapon, he had a weapon, they seen it. You don't really know what's going on at that point. So at that point, all bets are off. He got stomped, his arm got all fucked up and everything else. I don't really have much judgment or to say on that. I go in between. It could, it could be argued either way. Was it too far or was it not far enough? The retribution exacted on that mental patient who attacked Dave Chappelle. Um, comedy seems to be under attack. I don't know. And oddly enough, with the these attacks on comedy and the push for censorship... And all this bureaucratic mumbo-jumbo and bullying, you know, like with the physical attacks, I'm starting to notice, I'm starting to notice in society this emergence of a phony laugh. It's like a laugh track. 
I mean, I watch people talk and they'll be like, so, um, yeah, I was going to the store and, um, but silly me, I forgot my keys at home. <laughs> I left my keys at home. <laughs> They, like, go into hysterics over, like, the most pale, wet, lukewarm fucking, you can't even call them jokes. They're, like, statements. (laughs) Or then you see, like, news anchors talking. So, um, our correspondent in the field today, Shelly, Shelly's at the, um, Peaches Cannery in Georgia, Georgia, canning peaches. How you doing today, my peach? (laughs) They, they, They spout off these fucking phony baloney laughs. Phony. Phony. Yeah, I've been doing the stand-up. Hey, fuck, you guys may not have heard of me, but I've been doing the stand-up comedy thing, too, for a minute, buddy. All right? I got a special. Jonathan Ramcharan, suitable for no audiences. Check it out when you can. It's online. But, uh, I've been doing this ting for a minute, too, boy. And do you know how hard you have to work to get... And I'm, like naturally funny i'm craftily funny like i can write jokes i can do bits i can do act outs i mean you know there's a lot of well thought out content and natural ability to my performing and it's quite hard to get a big laugh i hate to say this and i'm not exactly proud of it but a lot of times too especially when i'm working new material I, I seem to stay in like a, <laughs> oh, that's funny and that's amusing and, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, uh-huh, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> like, like I've been in that place too where it's like for months you're just like, you're just okay, you're not really killing, you're getting up there and you're you're doing okay and people might see, oh yeah, that was kind of funny, but you're not really killing it right i've been in that fucking position as well so i know what i'm saying here when i see these fucking people and (laughs) like in hysterics about nonsense hey there's something awfully screwy going on around here awfully screwy like they're trying to silence comedy attacking comedians on stage And the more you look in society, it's being overrun and overwrought with this fake, phony, baloney sense of humor. Like a fucking canned soundtrack. People just gawking and guffawing and guffing and gacking about the most tepid, lukewarm, pointless, mumbo-jumbo statements not even jokes, just straight up statements. And they <laughs> throw their heads back like hyenas just laughing. Type of shit that makes you sick to your stomach. 
That is, if you're a comedian or if you're enjoying of comedy, such as myself. So that's all I'm going to say about that. And that's all I have to say about that. You know, according to Forrest Gump. Well, that about does it for another episode of J.R. the P. I certainly enjoyed speaking with y'all this uh, day. Certainly learned a lot. Certainly fucking just babbled on like a fucking brook. But, um, hey. Whatever. Till next time, folks. Hallelujah. It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramcharan. Reporting live for duty on this magnificent... May... 15th in the year of our Lord, 2022. Yeah, talk to fucking Blue Streak today, boy. Marinate on that. This show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, YouTube, my own website, jonathan-ramcharan.com. And as always, folks, if you're enjoying the show, getting some laughs, chuckles, gags, guffaws, chortles, please, would you help my black ass out already? Share me with a friend. Till next time, folks. You live it, you love it, you realize it. Aight? Peace.